0: with you and I offering ourselves to God as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to him that's our only and reasonable act of worship then we looked at the understanding of that fact that every one of us have been called of God look at somebody and say you're called amen and we've been and we looked at how do we discover our calling and uh, then last week we talked about the subject of being planted in the house of the Lord and We had an amazing time. And I just want to say to every one of you who responded that God spoke to you, I want to challenge you to take the next step, whatever that next step is. When you say, I'm determined to get planted, you know, you determine. Whatever God's telling you to do, whatever your hands find to do, do with all your might. And if you'll get involved, I want you to know that God says you will flourish, you will thrive, you will grow as you planted in the house of the Lord. Amen. This morning, I want to conclude this series and I want to talk about the subject of embracing your story look at somebody and say you got a story whether you got saved that as a, at an early age or whether you uh took all the wrong roads before surrendering to Christ how many of we all got a story come on tell us about it. you got a story and the good news is that God doesn't waste one experience. How I many you know He wants to use his sto- your story for His glory? Come on, look at somebody say, He wants to use your story for His glory. Come on, tell somebody say, He wants to use your story for His glory. And I want you to know that when you and I understand that God wants to take not just the good things, but even the hurt, the pain... The, the things that we are embarrassed about, the things that we don't want to tell nobody about, the things that we want to forget, God wants to use it all for His glory if we'll be willing to tell our story. Turn with me in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Very familiar scripture. Most of you know it by heart. Romans 8, verse 28. We're not going to be long. And so turn with me to Romans 8, 28, and we want to read it together. Let's read it out loud Let's read it together. Come on, let's, all, let's everybody go on the same page. Say, say and, we and we know. In other words, listen to This is not something we think. This is not something we guess at. This is something, aren't you glad there's some things we can know? And when you love God, I don't care what you're going through, you can know something that is going to work for your good. Come on, say, and we know. And we know. Come on, now you got to say it with an attitude. Say, and we know. And we know. That, all, that in all things... God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. I want to talk to you from that verse because listen, is everything good? Everything that happens in your life is not good. But I want you to know that when you love God, this is what he, he gives you a promise, that in all things, God works for your good. It's like it's like it's like uh, you know when you're making your favorite dessert. How many of you got a favorite dessert? One, one of my favorite desserts is pecan cake. One of my family, my my grandmother's recipe. And uh, how many you know? in most of the ingredients, you know, some of the ingredients is butter, margarine, or baking soda, flour. You ever taste flour? You ever taste baking soda? Say yuck. You ever taste raw eggs? Say yuck yuck. <laughs> Vanilla extract. It, that's nasty. I don't know. If, if you don't have no sugar, it's t- t- it smells good, but it don't taste good. But most of the ingredients are not very tasteful. Actually, some of them are bitter. But how many know when you mix them all together, you put little cinnamon, little brown sugar, cup and a half of pecans. Oh, f- how many feel the anointing already? <laughs> and you mix it up, and you put it in the oven at 350 for approximately 35 minutes. I want you to know, it comes out good. Exceedingly good. Amazingly delicious. I might bring that for International Day. You know, the same is true for our lives. Let, let me just, I want to interrupt this message uh, for our important broadcast. <laughs> Say, next Sunday. next Sunday. Say, all nations. All nations. Sunday. Sunday. Now listen to me. I want you and everyone, us, we're gonna dress at different nationalities of the world, and so we're gonna we're gonna come dressed as Mexicans and, and Asians and and Africans. And, uh, and Indians, and whatever nation, but I want everybody, be creative. We're going to bring, we're going to prepare food, and we're going to have all kinds of different foods in the foyer. And so you don't have to cook that day, because we're going to prepare all kinds of food, and we're going to have it here. And I want you to know, we're going to be celebrating the fact that God is a God of all the nations of the earth. Can I have an amen? God loves diversity. Aren't you glad that He didn't make one kind of flour, but He made thousands if not millions different kinds of flowers the same is true of you there's of the seven billion plus people there's no two people alike and i want you to know god made diversity he loved red yellow black and white and everything in between somebody say amen. amen and god loves diversity and so because of it we're going to be celebrating the fact that God is a God of all the nations. And so next Sunday, All Nations Sunday, we want to encourage you to, to, to wear your your whatever nation you want to re, uh, represent. And if you don't, know, you know, maybe it's a nation, you know, there's, there's over 200 something different nations of the world. Uh, find a nation that you might not even be aware of and do some study and come representing because we're going to believe God. Because in heaven, there's going to be every nationality and down here, you won't like them in heaven the face of the earth around the throne and i want you to know so if you don't like the nations down here you won't like them in heaven so you better get you better get it right here so we're gonna enjoy and celebrate the nation so i want to encourage you next sunday all nations sunday we're gonna have a great time that that's that's my commercial so i want to pick up so i'm saying that god works all things together for good that might just like your favorite dessert it might not all be good God will use your greatest pain your greatest disappointment your sometimes the, the things that that brought the greatest harm to you and yet when you put it all together God mix it up and he takes our lives and he makes something good out of it God use our bad and good experience and he brings about something good for his glory can I have an amen and so how do we embrace our story? I want to talk to you, and I want to share with you three things, how to embrace your story, because everybody here got a story. And the first thing, I want you to, I want you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. I want to read just briefly. Um, it's in the Living Bible. It's on your handout, um, and so I'm reading together. It says, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, Paul writing... So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times, I begged the Lord, take it away. And each time he said, my grace is all you need. Look at the Bible; says grace is all you need. Come on. Grace is all you need. Listen, and you need to underline this in your Bible. My power works best in weakness. That's how it says in the New, Liv- New, New Living Translation. In the, you know, we need to understand. We, we all like to tell everybody about our strength. But I want you to know that God works best through your weakness. I heard about two amen. I'm going to say that again. We like to tell everybody about our strengths, but God's power works best in your weakness. He says it, he says it in, in the King James, he says, My grace is sufficient, therefore I gladly boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ might rest upon me. Hear me, God works best through our weaknesses. So listen to what he says, so now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me, that's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses, Christ, for when I'm lost in hardships and persecutions and in troubles that I suffer for Christ, for when I'm weak, then I am stronger. In other words, he is strong. God works through our weaknesses. The very thing that you're most embarrassed about, the very thing that you want to hide, the very thing that brought about the greatest pain in your life, the thing that, that you don't want to tell nobody about, God says, that's the thing I want to use to bring about your greatest ministry. Come on, somebody say amen. Listen, he said, my power works best in weaknesses. Let me just tell you, you got a, two choices in life. You can either impress people or you can impact people. Say impress, impress. or impact. Impress. You know, if you want to impress people, tell them all the great things about your life, all what you did and how you did in school and how your family's all listening all together and you had never made a mistake. The devil is a liar. You might impress somebody, but if you want to impact people, how many want to impact somebody? If you want to impact people, then you got to be willing to tell them about your weaknesses. You got to tell them how your family was tore up from the floor. up. You got to be willing to tell them, oh listen, I'm getting into somebody's business right now. Say talking about my family. But God delights in using our weaknesses. And if we're gonna impact people, we gotta be willing to be transparent and vulnerable about the things that sometimes we regret, the things that sometimes that cause us the greatest pain, the things that sometimes we often even embarrass about. Yet God wants to use what the what the, the 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 things in our that have caused weakness, hurt, and pain, he wants to use for his glory. When you share something that comes out of your experience, out of your pain and out of your hurt, people often will say, well, if God can do it in you, I believe he can do it in me. You know, that's why and and I have a commitment to just being transparent, recognize that we're broken people just like you. God specializes in putting broken things together. Can I have an amen? He's done it in our lives. He's done our marriage. You know, Angela came up a few weeks ago and she shared how she had battled suicide and, and how she had, there was a point in her life that she wanted to take her life. You know, it's amazing how many people contacted her and reached out to her because they like, listen, now they feel that I didn't know you went through that. And they felt very they can now share their story because she was willing to tell her story. See, you impact people when you're willing to be humble enough to tell your story. Can I have an amen? amen. Look at somebody and say, you got a story too. Paul writing, listen to Paul never forgot one verse Paul never forgot what God did, delivered him from. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 verses 15 and 16, he said, this is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. How many of you know that God came to save sinners? If you're perfect, then you don't need Jesus because you got it all together. But anybody in here beside me is a sinner. Can I have an amen? And I want you to know that Jesus came to save sinners. That's something to shout about. Come on, give God a praise. Because listen to me, the fact that you needed a savior. Paul said, Christ came into the world to save sinners, and he said, And I am the worst of them all. But listen to what he says in verse 16. But God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience with even the worst of sinners. Isn't that amazing? God uses mercy. Paul, his weaknesses. Paul was a, he said, I'm a Hebrew Hebrew. I was a, I was a Pharisee and I was the top of my class. Pa- Paul could have boasted about all the his degrees and all his learning and all the revelations he got. But you know what he boasted about? He boasted about the fact that Jesus came to save him as a sinner and I'm the worst of them. Somebody give God some praise. Do I got anybody that can identify with Paul? We want to, we want to, Pretty it all up. We, we want to make it look all good. But I want you to know, when you're willing to reveal your weakness, I want you to know, then God can show his strength. Can I have an amen? Paul reminded us when he was writing to the Corinthians, he said that God chooses the foolish things. If y'all want to know one of my life scriptures, this 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, it says, Brothers, you see who you were when you were called? He reminds you who you were. Sometimes we forget who we were. He said there was not many of you that was wise according to this world. Not many wise, not many mighty, not many noble. I'm going to read it out of the NIV. But God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He chose the weak thing. Say the weak thing. Of the world to shame the strong. See, our world, this, this is why God flips the world upside down. The world prides you on how wise, how strong, how influential. Everybody wants to get your autograph. Everybody wants to see you when you're important. But I want you to know God chooses the foolish thing. God chooses the weak thing. God chooses to despise. You know, God chooses to reject. Come on, can I have an amen? And God will take. The very thing that nobody buys, I I like, that's why I like my God. Because let me tell you, nobody would have chose me, but how many know God chose me? Come on, somebody say amen. That's what I like about God. He takes the foolish things. He takes the weak things. He takes the things that are despised, the things that the world don't think nothing about. To bring about the things that are, why so that he gets all the glory, I say who gets all the glory? See you get listen. Long as you got to your name got to be mentioned. Listen, then God can't get no glory. I tried to tell somebody. Said you know some people want to look at me, look what I've done, look who I am, look what my family got, look what we own. Oh, I want you. Long as you brag on yourself, you get the glory. But I want you to know if you want to give God some glory, you begin to tell him about how good he is. Can I have an amen? Somebody give him some glory. And so I want to ask you a question. What weakness in your life God wants to use to help somebody? What weakness in your life God wants to use to show his strength? God ain't interested in your power. God ain't interested in your, your strength. God wants to use your weakness. The second thing I want to share if we're gonna embrace our story, is that we must remember that God redeems. Say, redeems our path. The word redeem means to buy back. It means to reclaim. It means to recover. Oh, I like that. Oh, listen, it, it, it means to 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 repossess. Or oh, it means to, to 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 something that you lost. God will return it. That you ought to get happy right there. Listen to me. God said, I don't care anything that may have happened in your life. I'm able to reclaim it. I'm able to recover it. I'm able to repossess it. Come on. God said, I'm able to restore it. Can I have an amen? He's a God of recover, reclaim, restore. If you believe it, can I have an amen? If anybody in the Bible had a reason to want to Cover up to, to want to hold on to bitterness, to want to uh, ignore and not want God to use a story. It was Joseph in the Bible. I, I like Joseph. It, on, the, on your head of your scripture, your Genesis 50, verses 19 through 21. Every time, you know, when I read the life of Joseph, I, even to this day, I probably read it in no, no less than several, several dozen times. I still, when I read this, sometimes I start crying. I, 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 I start. There's a part of me that, when I read it, I, I just, it just moves me. It just touched me, touched areas of my life. That's why my mama named me named me Neil Joseph. Amen. I must have something in common with Joe. <laughs> Listen to what he said. I'm going to tell you the life of, but Joseph. But Joseph replied to his brothers, I want to just read the story. He said, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? Joseph was in a place where he could have got revenge on his brothers. So you'll know the backdrop. This is the end of his life. But at the beginning of his life, as a young man, he was very gifted, very uh, charismatic. He was a favorite son. His father gave him uh, a coat of many colors recognized of his Twelve Of the 12 boys he had, Joseph was his favorite, and, uh, but his brothers hated him because of it. They became very jealous of it, and they did a very cruel thing. They threw him in a pit. They sold him away as a slave, and then they lied to their daddy and said Joseph was eaten up by a lion. Joseph spent the next 13 years as a slave and in prison. You know, you watch these shows of when people go to prison for things they didn't do, and you wonder how do they respond with grace. You know, could you imagine that somebody throw you in prison and you lose 13 years of your life for something you've never done? That's Joseph. Could you imagine the times he thought about, he cried out, he was crying to his brothers, don't sell me, don't sell me, don't sell me. And they ignored it. Sold him as a slave. Could you imagine the pain, the hurt, the disappointment? So much so that the pain was so deep. You know what Manessa means? He named his first child named Manessa. You know what Manessa means? Manessa means God has made me to forget all my troubles and forget all my father's household. That's pain when you say I don't. I don't even want to remember them no more. Anybody got any family like this? I I don't even be bothering them. I don't. I don't even remember it. You don't want to raise your hand, but I know some of you got them like that. But Joseph has some. Family members that caused such pain that he wanted to forget about them. And sometimes we can go through things in our lives that we want to cover up. We want to hide it. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to ignore it. We want to bury it. We 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 we'll name our children. God made me to forget all the trouble I went through. I'm forget my household. I'ma write them off. But I mean when you love God, God will take the thing that caused you the greatest pain. And he'll use it for your greatest ministry. The rest of the story goes that Joseph had a certain gift. He loved God. And he had the ability to understand dreams. And the president of the country had a dream. And while Joseph was in prison, the man who worked for the president, remember, that was a man I met in prison. And he could interpret dreams. And he brought Joseph right to the White House and all of a sudden Joseph began to tell the president all was going on in his life, began to read his mail. And as he began to read his mail, the, the, the president began, there's nobody like this young man, wise like he listen, we are in trouble. He began he predict that we're gonna have a, a, a recession, a seven year recession, and it's gonna be so bad and it's gonna be such hardship in the country that if you don't prepare right now, people gonna starve to death and the president said, man, that man is so wise. Listen, who can we choose to trust with the responsibility of helping us prepare? And he chose Joseph, and they made him second in command. They made him vice president. And they put him right in control next to the next to the president. And Joseph began to, to prosper, and God began to bless him, and God began to make him the leader uh, only next to Pharaoh. And so what happened is, just like he said, there was seven good years of plenty, and then there became seven years of depression. Worse than a recession. I mean, no food. People begin to, 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 to have to sell out their land and, and sell everything just to survive. But because there was a man named Joseph who was in place, God used him to save a nation. You never know what God. So if you're sometimes you're going through it, I want you to know when you love God, he'll use it for your good. But here comes the day. All of a sudden, guess who comes to town? You know, them, them, the, the no good. Some, you know, the, the, you know, you know, you know, you know, the, them one you don't wrote off, the ones you don't want to forget about. You know, you know, anybody got some family members like that? The ones who didn't about you, the ones who didn't sold you out. Anybody? Nobody will raise their hand because their family might be here. But all of a sudden, let's read it together. Joseph began to tell his brothers, they were angry. They, they, they were afraid of him because now the daddy didn't die. And now they wondered, is Joseph going to take vengeance on us? But Joseph replied, said, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? That's what he said. You intended to harm me. Oh, yeah, people can be cruel. They can do wrong. But how many when you love God? How many know God says he, they, they may conspire? They, they, may, they may lie. They come on, they they tell their lies. But how many know when God favors you? Come on, anybody God favors in here? Anybody got the favor? Come on, listen to me. They might whisper. They might lie. They might conspire. But I want you to know when the God favors you, I want you to know everything that the devil meant for bad, God will work it for your good. Somebody say amen. amen. Y'all thought Hezekiah Walker wrote that song, but Joseph wrote that. <laughs> he said, you meant it for bad. You meant it for my home. But listen. But God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I can save the lives of many people. So, no, don't be afraid. I'll continue to care for you and your children. And he reassured them by speaking kindly to them. What would do? See, when you're willing to allow God to redeem, God can take the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, the divorce, Oh, he got quiet. The miscarriage, the abortion, the addiction, the the failure, the abuse. Oh, yeah, he uses all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes, he does. See, we we don't want to talk about that. We want to bury that kind of stuff. We don't want nobody to know about that. Oh, we don't want nobody to know about our past. But I mean, God wants to, God don't want you to hide your past. He wants to redeem it. Can I have an Amen. And when you're willing to let God, when you're willing not to be ashamed or embarrassed or hide your past, but you're willing to let God use it and redeem it and reclaim it and recover it, then God will use it for his glory and he'll give you a real story. Can I have an amen? I was reading the testimony this morning. I use this example because most people in here know of her. uh, Joyce Myers, this is part of her testimony. She says, I was sexually and mentally and emotionally and verbally abused by my father as back, as far as back as I can remember until I left my home at the age of 18. She goes on to say, she said, I was raped by him at least once every week. You talk about something that you want to hide. You talk about something that you want to bury. You talk about something that that you don't want nobody to know about. She would have loved to bear it and ignore it and hide her path, but God wanted to redeem it. And because she was willing to say, God, if you can use anything, use me. And because she was willing to allow God to take the most painful air of her life and redeem it, reclaim it, recover it, use it for his glory today there's probably no woman not just in america but in the world who's being more use of god and speaks to more people she has an audience now of hundreds of millions of people she speaks to every week through her broadcast all because of one person who's willing to say god i believe you can redeem my path and use it for your glory come on let's thank god for that come on i'm patty King. come on let's thank god for that there's an example in the Bible her name was Mary anybody in your name Mary 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 her, her her middle name was Magdalene how would you like to be known everywhere you go that's the woman that cast seven devils out of that's the woman who had seven devils in her and everywhere you read if you scroll got a google search you'll see two times in the bible it says of mary i want to read luke chapter eight verses one after this jesus traveled about from one town and village to another proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of god and the twelve were with him also some women who had been cured of evil diseases mary called magdalene from whom seven demons came out could you imagine oh that go mary who had seven demons But I want you to know that, listen to me, because she was willing to allow God to redeem her path, I believe that nobody had the ministry of deliverance like Mary. Who best can deliver somebody like somebody who's been bound? Who best, who best, who can God use best to, to, to help somebody get free like somebody else? Who, been? who best can help somebody to recover from a divorce like somebody who's been there? Who best can help somebody to overcome their grief like somebody who experienced a loss? Who best can help somebody? See, God will use the greatest pain in your life. If you let him redeem it, he'll use it for his glory. Can I have an amen? amen. This morning, I, I asked one of our members to kind of share A little bit of his story, and so I want you to give Brother Rodney Boy a warm welcome as he come up here. Somebody, give me a mic. Where my mic? Where my extra mic? You give me a mic. Brother Boy, just come on up here. Come on, give Brother Boy. I I asked God to, I asked him to share a little bit of his story. I could have had so many, and it just uh, because of something that he recently went through. It was just a reminder that God. Wanted me to use him, so so anyway. Come on, thank God I want some more for him. Come on,
1: give God some glory up in here. <clears throat> I don't know if Pastor Neil was uh, aware of this, but um, about 15 years ago at this time is when um, I actually began to experience or uh, come to the place. In my life, where uh, my life had come to, where it was I was addicted and consumed with alcohol and illicit drug use. It was around about this time when God began to do some things. He began to shift some things around. Around about this time, 15 hmm. years ago, past America, come you on. know, I, I was at a place, you know, that I knew that this is what it not should. It shouldn't be this way, you know. I felt as though you know the prodigal son, where well, he came to a place where he was in the. Uh, hmm. Pig pen, walling in his mess, yes. and that, that is exactly where I was. I yeah. was I was walling in my mess with the lifestyle of alcohol, drug use. You know, headed on the path um, to jails, institutions, and death, and not necessarily in that order. You know, but I came to an awakening that this is not where I come from, and come this is on. not where I belong. You know. Come on. You know, I, I cried out to God. I said a silent prayer to my God Jehovah, and I asked Him to make me over. Yeah, come on. He led me. I heard about a place called uh, Project Destiny in uh, Laplace, (laughs) Louisiana. I never heard of Laplace in my life, but it was ordained by God, you know. And I came here. I admitted to my powerlessness of the lifestyle I was living. Surrendered and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I began to have to follow some instructions. Some things had to change.
0: That's right.
1: And it had to start with my mind. Yes. The renewing of my mind. Yes. and it be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you know. Yes. And as I began to do those things, you know, God began to restore. And as he began to restore, he just not, he restored me physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in Come all on. areas. That's you know? right. That's as right. he began to restore me and set me on another course, another path, you know. Uh, he began open doors, Yes, you know, or doors that no man could open. That's right. You know, he allowed me to return back to college, where yes. I then received, you know, a bachelor's degree in addictive behavior counseling, where I can now help others who are now addicted. Come on, let's say. Uh, Come on, Jesus. Alcohol. Thank you. Others who are addicted to alcohol and illicit drug use, you know. So uh, he op- he opened that door there, you know, and I'm, it's it's been a. More than a blessing to, for me to even help, help this gentleman, you know, and uh, and now uh, with the recent uh, testimony that has been added, you know, because I understand, I understand the supernatural, I truly do. A year ago, you know, the, uh, the passing of my wife, you know, when she was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and it came to a place where the doctors said that they they wouldn't they could do. But I knew that that was a God, you know. That's right. I told them, you know, I, I thanked them for what they had done. That's right. But I told them that she's in God's hand. Now. That's right. You know. And even through her death, <laughs> even through her death, God has given me supernatural.
0: Yes. Come you
1: know? on. He's allowed me to even, the There, you know, it was it's, it's amazing that I, I was off of work for a little while because of that. But I went back to work, and they was like, man, you back. I said, yeah, I'm back. I can't, you know, I need to be active, you know. So even through that, you know, he's been allowing me. It was so many guys that was experiencing grief, you know, from the loss of loved ones, you yeah. know. So he, even through her death, he allowed me to, you know, minister to others. That's right. You know, which in return minister to me. That's right. You know, so. Yes. For those of you who may be experiencing grief from the loss of loved ones, who even may be diagnosed with a terminal illness, you know. And going through grief, you know, I just want to share a word what God, share with me. Because at that time, you know, I, I wanted to hear something from God. I wanted to hear a word. And when he came to me with his word, well, it wasn't what I actually wanted to hear. <laughs> but God is God. You know? Yes. And and he, he spoke to me in my spirit. And, he t- and it's what he told me. He said, I'm God alone. That's right. All alone. And I don't have to answer to no one. That's right. He said, trust in me.
0: That's right.
1: Now, when he said trust in me, he didn't tell me what he was going to do. <laughs> he didn't say I'm going to raise up. He didn't say I'm going to bring up He didn't say, he said trust in me. Mm-hmm. So I had to trust in him and some, and with some decisions I had to make. You know, so I just want to encourage you, those That's of true. you who even may be going through uh, grief from, you know, the loss yes. of your loved ones. Trust in God. That's right. You know, he don't make mistakes. That's you right. Know. He, he, he brings us to things. All things work together for the good of those yes, who love the Lord. Yes, come and the on, of God's Jesus. God's come God's on, Jesus. And, you know, we say all things. I say death, even death. He say That's all, your, all things. things. Sick- That's right. Sickness, all, all things. You know, That's right. Tribulations, all, all things. things. That's right. Work together for the good of those who love the Lord. And there was something uh, that he put on my spirit to read this morning. And it's from Matthew 11, uh, 28 through 30. And it, it ministered to me as well. He said, come unto me, all ye that are labor and are heavy all." Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden really is light. Nice. You know, so, for those, again, who are going through maybe experiencing grief for the loss of loved ones, you know, trust in the Lord and the right. yoke up with him, and don't, don't allow your faith to waver, That's you know, right. so... Uh, and sure. as, as, as related to the timing, Pastor Neil, not knowing exactly 15 years ago, at this time is when I made was my life had come to a place. Come actually, on. what happened was, was that, you say, keep it real, right? What actually happened was that I was on parole with a drug charge, called a drug charge, right? So I'm like, is this is what it's going to be? Because I know these people, about to, they, about to put, they about to drop some years on me. So I knew that I had to change my life facing jail time. I didn't know what God was going to do, but I knew that that was a God. Yes, I hadn't been serving him like I should have been. I was, yes, you know, doing the living the life I want to live. But I, I surrendered myself to him and came, yes. up, came under the, the, uh, the leadership of the program Project Destiny. And <laughs> when he do things, he do it exceedingly. Above and beyond that we could ever yes, imagine. Yes, yes, yes. You know that that those those legal issues that that I was facing, but when I went into the courtroom, they just dismissed that. Come on, Jesus. You know, they just come on. Give God some praise. Dismissed all that. And Recovered. Told me, one of the people told me, he said, "Man, we don't know what you're doing." <laughs> he said, "But whatever it is you're doing, you better keep doing." You know, at that moment, I made up in my mind: progress, not perfection, because I ain't standing up here like I'm perfect. That's right. Progress, not perfection. I made up in my mind that when the, you know, the, the miracle he had performed in my life at that point, wasn't no turning back. You know, I don't know what the next chapter looked like.
0: That's right, but it's good.
1: But it's God. That's as right. As long Come as God on. is the author that's and right. finisher of my fate, it's gonna work out good.
0: That's right. Come on, let's. Come on, let's give God some praise. Give God some praise. Great job. Amen. Just stay here for a minute, boy. I, I just, just, while you're praying, I just felt led. Do me a favor. I know this is not the I just want to pray. There may be people going through something, boy, and I just sense, thank you, Calvin. Thank you. I just sense some of you hurting. Some of you, it may not be it may be grief. It may be something, just, just and I'd like you to do, just just grab the hand of a person next to you. And I, I want you to just pray. Just pray right now. Just pray. There's people all over here, and sometimes we don't know what they're going through. But remind them that God wants to work it for them. Go ahead and pray for them. Yes.
1: Lord. Heavenly Father, we just come before you, Lord, giving yes. you all the glory, giving you all the honor, giving you yes. whatever, who you are, Heavenly Father. We just thank you, Lord God, for your love. We thank you for your son Jesus Christ, yes. whom you sent as a sacrifice, Lord, so that we will have an opportunity to receive the gift of yes. life, Lord God. Yes. I lift up those Father who may be experiencing grief, Lord God. Yes. Who may be uh, yes. struggling in their lives with drug, yes. alcohol, or illicit yes. drug use. Who yes. may be just they going through it, Father, and they yes. just don't know which way to turn, Heavenly Father. Yes. Pray, Lord God, that you will allow them not to lean to their own understanding Holy yes. Lord, but acknowledge you in all their ways Heavenly yes. Father that if they would just trust in you Lord yes. not just in the good times but in the bad times Heavenly yes, Father because trials and tribulations will come Lord, Lord. Yes, we w- Lord we are not exempt from the things yes. of life Heavenly Lord. Father so just want to encourage them Lord God to hold on remain faithful Heavenly Father yes. Holy Spirit minister to them right now where they are Heavenly Father comfort them Holy Spirit touch them right now Holy Spirit and just release your faith and knowing that God does not make mistakes. Yes. That whatever He's allowed to come yes. into your life, That's that He's right. equipped you That's right. to overcome it. Yes. If right. we just believe and trust yes. in Him. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you,
0: Lord. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you, Lord. I sense the Holy Spirit here. Come on, let's thank God. Yeah, listen to me. This last thing I want to share, this is how we embrace our story. Lastly, we must be willing to share, say share, with others. As I conclude, Luke 8, verse 38 and 39 describes this man who was so messed up That he was living in the graveyard, walking about buck naked, out of his mind, out of his mind. So full of demons that they they tried chaining him up. He was banished to live outside the community. But when Jesus, I always like Jesus, Jesus had to go to the other side. Because he had a divine appointment. There was somebody that he had to meet with that day. And the Bible said when he got to the other side, there came a man out of the graveyard. You're talking But thank God it's Jesus. I, I, you know, a lot of us, if somebody come out of the graveyard, we'd have ran. Especially buck naked, <laughs> wouldn't we? But Jesus, say but Jesus. And Jesus recognized that this man was oppressed oppressive demon. And he told the man, he commanded the demons to come out of the man. The Bible said there was legions of demons in him. And the Bible said when Jesus set him free, he set up in his right mind. Say his right mind. See, a lot of people today, we call it all kinds of psychosis, bipolar, schizophrenia. I believe there's mental disorder. I believe there's mental disorder. But a lot of what people have is nothing much more than the devil oppressing, trying to steal their mind. But when Jesus set him free, the Bible says he set up in his right mind. And he wanted to come and follow Jesus. And he begged Jesus, Lord, can I come and follow you? And listen to what Jesus told him. Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, No, return to your own house and tell what good, great things, say great thing, great thing. say great thing. great thing. Anybody, God done something great in your life? Listen, we say, Tell what great things God has done for you. And the Bible says, He went away and proclaimed throughout the whole city, What great things Jesus has done for him. Could you imagine the feelings that ran through his mind when Jesus shared with him out of his mind, naked, outcast, living in the tomb, and now Jesus has set him free. I'm sure he was grateful that God forgave him and healed him. But he realized that if I'm going to go back into the very community that I was banished from, it's going to require some vulnerability. Aren't you the one who was running around here buck naked? Aren't you that crazy man? Aren't you that person who was out of your mind? But the Bible said he was willing to be vulnerable and transparent. And he went and he told the story. And God got all the glory. That's what God wants to do in every one of our lives. As I conclude this morning, God wants to. You'd embrace your story. Some of you, you're proud. You're, you're, you know, I'm, people come from different home upbringings. Well, you're not supposed to tell nobody. My wife and I, we're from two du- different family backgrounds. My, my parents, they told it all. Let, let, they ain't nut, let, They told it all. My, pa- my, my wife came from a family. They didn't talk about it. They didn't even ask their mama about stuff. You know, they, they, you weren't supposed to talk to her. You know, so some of you came from home like, oh, you're, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to let nobody know your business. And you know what? Sometimes we get saved and we don't want nobody to know that our family's jacked up. That we was tore up from the floor. That our lives was a mess. We want want to tell all the good things. Oh, I got this degree. Oh, I went to this school. I went to, oh, I, I do all of this. We want to tell everybody the good success. But we don't want to tell nobody what Jesus did for us. Because one thing I know, the Bible says that that, that there's none good, there's no, not one. All have sinned and fallen short. Is there anybody here that never sinned? Raise your hand. And so because all of us were sinners in need of the grace of God, everybody got a story. Look at somebody and say, you got a story. Some of you guys still write your story. You see, but until we're willing to, to realize that God's greatest power is shown in our weakness. Until we're willing to realize that God wants to redeem your story and use it for His glory, and until we're willing to share, we got to tell somebody. You know, I, for years I didn't tell nobody that my wife called the police on me. I, I was personally embarrassed. You know, it was embarrassing enough that all my neighbors turn on the lights and start looking out the window. And so I didn't like to tell nobody. about it. But you know, when I started just telling our story, it's amazing how many people I, who came and said, yeah, I'm, you're not the only one. I, I, or they were saying, listen, I, I'm, our marriage is a mess. Yeah, my wife has called the police on me. Yeah, we're in trouble. I, we need help. And just by being willing to share our story, we've been able to literally minister to dozens and dozens and dozens of people because... Again, I say if you want to impress people, tell them your success. But if you want to impact people, tell them your failures. Tell them about how God delivered you. Tell them about what he's done in your life. And I want you to know God will use the things that cause the greatest pain. He'll use it for his glory. Can I have an amen? Let's pray. Father, I sense the Holy Spirit moving in this place. God, I sense. Let let me just tell you, Mark, pray, pray, others pray. Let me just tell you what I sense from the Lord. First of all, I sense that some of you, you've been holding back on God. You've been embarrassed. You've been afraid. You've almost felt like, I want to cover up. I don't want to reveal. I don't, I, you, and You really don't want nobody to know your story. And today God is saying to you, if you'll let me redeem it, I'll use it for my glory and for your good. There's no perfect people, only a perfect God. And there's people I know all over this room, I sense in the Holy Ghost. There's broken areas in your life. There's things you don't want nobody to know about. But God already knows. But if you will I let God. Like that song. If you will listen. if The only thing you got let God. If you will let him have it. And you say, God, listen. If, the only thing you got to. You know, sometimes we so think. we, Well, I don't want nobody to know. That they might think less of me. Let me just tell you. I want you to know the devil, he wants to keep you in mind. But until you're willing to come clean, until you're willing to humble yourself, until you're willing to be transparent, God can't use it. But when you're willing to say, God, here's my story. The good, the bad, the hurt, the disappointment, the shameful, the embarrassment, God, I give it to you. If you'll surrender to God, he'll use it for your glory if that word is for you for any in any way and this word is ministered to you just stand on your feet right where you're all over this place you say that's for me yeah thank you all over this place you say that's for me 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 Is that's, that's for you that's for you that's for me yeah that's for me is that for me listen to me don't have to be embarrassed God wants to use it oh he wants to use you got there's something that he wants to get glory. See, you'll never embrace your place until you let God begin to use your story. Sometimes the, the things can be so hurtful, so embarrassment. Oh, yeah, it could be an a, 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 a illicit relation. It could be unfaithful whatever. God, there's nothing that God don't know about that God can't redeem. Can I have an amen? And so, Lord, we just thank you for everyone who here today. God, we believe you make no mistake. You are a perfectly good God. And your word says all things, say all things. All things work together for good to those who love God. I just pray right now all those places. God, I pray today that Lord, beginning today, that God, you're going to take the area that may have caused the greatest pain, the area that... They're most embarrassed about the area that Lord God they wanted to h- c- hide, cover, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus that God that you will take, Lord God, and that you will use it for your glory. Come on, God. We living in a broken world, so many hurting families. God, they don't they don't need to hear about our sex. They need to know what God can do. So God. Help us, Lord God, to be transparent. Help us to be real, God. Help us to be willing to share, Lord God, that only you, only a God in heaven, can take our brokenness and make it whole. And so, God, I pray this morning all over this place that, God, you would take what the enemy and what we did that may have brought hurt and pain, God, that you take for our good pain, and, God, you'd turn it. And use it for our our good and your glory. God, that you'll use it as we commit to be honest and open. That you'll use it to set free others, to help others, and to bring others to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Lord, we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Come on, let's thank God for it. Yes, yes, yes.